Greetings, peasants. I mean, hello, brave warriors, noble adventurers, and devious dungeon masters. Welcome back to the Knights of Nerds podcast. This is Tim. I'm the Dungeon Master, and I want to say thank you very much for listening to this. Today, episode 36, I'm excited to say that this is the first episode where we officially recorded with our brand new equipment, and I think the improvement will be very noticeable and... Uh, that's the way it's going to be from here on out. So I'm I'm just so thrilled that we can deliver better audio. Uh, I know that the episodes f- over the past couple of months have been, they've still been fine, but there have been some spots where there's been like some echoing sounds and just hasn't been, I'm kind of a stickler. I think a lot of DMs are perfectionists. And so the new equipment is really making my life a lot easier and also making our audio sound much more professional which is not typically a word I associate with this podcast, but there it is. I want to thank James Spencer for giving us a very kind recommendation on Facebook. Thank you, James. As always, those sorts of things are a big help. Giving us a rating, a review, or even just telling a friend, hey, you know, listen to this podcast, and if they say no, you can be like, friendship over. At the beginning of this episode, we do go through a list of shoutouts, which were uh, for the people who helped us on Kickstarter. You can skip over it if you want, but I really do suggest listening to it because these folks deserve some special recognition for helping us out. In other exciting news, we're going to have a very special behind-the-screen episode uh, coming up as soon as I can edit the audio for it. Our good friend Ryan Howard of the podcast, Rolling Bones with Ryan Howard, helped to do a behind-the-screen campaign planning episode with me, and we talk about lots of stuff, all the spoilery goodness. Uh, And I think we recorded about two hours worth of stuff, and most of it is very relevant. Uh, I think, you know, if I edit it down, it might still clock in probably around an hour and a half at least, I would think. So hopefully I'm going to try to get that out. Uh, If not this week, then very early next week. So keep an eye out for that. And of course, you should only listen to those if you are not wanting to know all the stuff that's going on. But if you do want to know stuff that's going on, and if you also want to, you know, give me suggestions on ways that I can improve this campaign, then you can go to Facebook and join the Dungeon Master group. Our Facebook page, of course, is Knights and Nerds Podcast. And just click where it says groups and click on join. And then you can tell me everything that I'm doing wrong. All joking aside, we do have over 60 people in that group. And many people have ideas that are frequently far better than mine. And so uh, every now and then I'll go and I'll post things like, for example, I made stats for a particular enemy, which the characters haven't faced yet. They said, is this too easy or too tough? And then people will weigh in and be like, hey, you might want to change this. You might want to add that. You might want to take this away. It's really helpful for me and I think hopefully fun for everyone else too. You know, just it's cool to exchange ideas and see, you know, what other people are doing in their games because usually they're better than my ideas. Anyways, also I wanted to say congrats to DM Dave, whose uh, first issue of Broadsword Magazine is out. If you are wanting to check that out, you can go to dmdave.com and find out more about that and also more about all of the crazy other stuff that he puts out. Possibly the most prolific D&D creator of our generation. And lastly, as I said before, if you are enjoying these episodes, and I really do hope that you are, 
chances are if you're listening to episode 36, you probably like it okay. Uh, you can really help us out by leaving us a rating or review somewhere or telling your friends about the show if you want. If you're content to listen, that's okay too. Something that I haven't mentioned in quite some time though, I also do have books. Sometimes I forget that I wrote a fantasy trilogy. It's up on Amazon. They're ebooks, they're a few dollars, and I think they're pretty good. You can search out the first book, What Was Forgotten. Second book is called What Has Returned, and the third book is called What Will Survive. Anyways, that's enough of me. Let's rejoin the heroes, Candace, Katie, Matt, and Tom, otherwise known as Fiance, Vanna, Spruce Lee, and Gilladov Fabblestabble. Let's do a quick recap, but maybe we should also do some thank yous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We lots, have so many thank lots yous. Lots of thank yous. So many things to thank. So I don't know if we're just going to like, should we just do them all, all now? What, are we all doing this? It's gonna, are you just going to thank them all or can we no. take turns thanking it's well, I'm, like we'll if you say in. their names and we just yeah. sort of like uh, okay. yeah. cheer right. them on or whatever, okay. like yeah, we love that guy. Okay, so um, the first one is is like a group effort. So it's Sarah, Matt, Alex, Phil, and Rowan. Oh yeah! All hell yeah! What an amazing group they, they were! Are. Awesome. Yes, such I'm, a great donation. I'm going to or may already have run a one shot for them also. <laughs> oh shoot! And Sarah is, or may already have, co-hosted an episode with me. <laughs> At this point. Depending on when this comes out. Depending on the time. Everything in every possible tense. I yes. like it. <laughs> Will did, or may have. Yes. Um, we have a, myst- a mystery donor who, who donated to us, didn't select a reward, but we love them all the same. I we love mis- you, mystery donor. Pretty sure mystery donor is my dad's name. Oh, <laughs> uh, snap. Zing. Uh, That's a joke. Nope. Did and, not land. <laughs> we want to thank Andrew Kolb. Oh, he's great. He's Colby. an author. He is, a, he is an author. He's, he does illustrations. I think his most recent book is the illustrated uh, Marvel kids book for Spider-Man Far From Home. It's really cute. That's amazing. Cool. Yeah. He also did an Edmund Unravels. It's one of our daughter's favorite yeah, books. She loves it. And he's an awesome DM. And he's an awesome DM. And currently, I'm a lawful good cleric in his campaign where there is no good or evil. So I'm really adrift in that one. <laughs> uh, Josh Crotty, thank you so much. Whoa, Josh. 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 Go, Josh. Go, Josh. <laughs> we really do appreciate the support from you, Josh, and he's been, uh, I think he's been a fairly uh, long-time listener, nice. I think. Yeah, His name Josh. pops up all the time on our, on our Facebook and Instagram. So. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. For, like, likes and comments? From yeah. the beginning. OG. Yep. OG, OG fan. First time Have we killed a Josh? <laughs> a long-time listener, first-time donator. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Donate again. <laughs> but in Oregon this time. Oh, yeah. Um, I could get a lot of money for that. <laughs> Connor McMahon. Is this the one More I like insulted? Connor the man. Connor. Connor. What kind of name is Connor? <laughs> it sounded like you said Connor. It sounded like you said Connor. I did not say Connor. You need to get your ear checked. <laughs> Con- Connor the man. I like that. Yeah. Do I only have one ear? <laughs> you need to get your ears checked. Well, I'm assuming it's just the ear facing me. So. Um, Fun fact about Candace: she only has one ear, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Where the other ear would be is just another hand. <laughs> so, Connor, thank you so much for your support. We love you, and you are the man. You are the man, Connor. Connor, I think, is going to be co-hosting an episode, too. Ooh. All right. Very nice. nice. We would love that, Connor. 
Got some, got some, uh, like, aliases. Okay, as long as they're not Some gamer tags. (laughs) I want to say thank you to Sandra for donating. Yeah, Sandra. My mom. (laughs) I was like, who's aliases? Sandra. That's quite the... the most vanilla (laughs) alias. First initial W, last name Stouffer. Mm, Uh, What are we going to say it is? Wilma. Walrus. Walrus? Wallaby. <laughs> Guys, Wallaby. Wallaby Stouffer. No, okay. No, it's probably something something regal like William, like William or yeah, Will. Wilhelmina. Woofer. Wilhelmina. I like that one. Yeah. Wolfgang. So, oh, I hope it's Wolfgang. Uh, Wolfgang. Oh, it's Wolfgang. Awesome. Thank you, Wolfgang. <laughs> Whatever your first name is, we love you and thank yes, you very thank much you. for your support. It's made the world a difference. As you can tell, we're. I'm tearing up. <laughs> Darren Hughes. Darren. Darren Hughes. Darren is the uh, marvelous individual who uh, did the uh, artwork of Agarand. Oh, yeah. Darren Huge. Yeah. Darren Huge support. (laughs) We like you. Consider changing your last name. How about that? Tidbit. Nick Clemens. Yeah. Thank you very much for your support. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, Nick. Nick. But except for that glottal stop. Okay, well, if, it, if he goes by Nicholas Clemens, then you get no rid of the glottal stop. stop. Yeah, okay. So, another person, maybe consider changing your name. No, 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 no. We're, you know what? We're just, we're just joking around. We really uh, are kind of blown away by how everyone mm-hmm. has kind of... Totally. Really, really yeah. It's been awesome. We're and it continues to be, it is, continues to be, or has been awesome. <laughs> See, again, not funny unless you play these all at once. Yeah. I might play them all at once. I think you should. Okay. <laughs> Tim Obermuller. Woo! Was Great the, name, Tim. Yeah. yeah. You know what? He's in the he's in the Dungeon Master group on Facebook, and people frequently think that he is me. And so, like, <laughs> he'll chime in with his uh, ideas, which are uh, on pretty much better than mine, almost without <laughs> fail. And everyone's like, thanks, man. Loving the episodes. And I'm like... Uh, he deserves credit for my work. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> well, he deserves boy, credit for the support. Yeah, he does. Hey, he's getting uh, he's getting the campaign and all the other lower. Oh, uh, nice. He was the one of the first two to pledge. He was the second no, person to, to pledge. Amazing. Thanks, Tim. Maybe uh, he should come be DM for us. Yeah, give me a break. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if yeah, Fozzie Peach. Yes! Oh my god, I love that. That's a great name. Yeah. Undoubtedly an alias. Well, maybe not. No, no it might not be. It yeah. could be a Muppet Since that's no donating to us. <laughs> yes. Have we crossed into a different timeline where uh, uh, people Muppets. are Muppets? It's all Muppets. Amazing. Fozzie was the first person to donate to our Kickstarter, Woo! so thank you, Fozzie. Fozzie. I just want to go into that Fozzie was a bear. Fozzie was a bear, right? Fozzie was he was a bear. Fozzie was he had no hair. Fozzie was he wasn't fuzzy, was he? Nobody Do was our first donator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Garrison Garcia. Oh. It's a good alliteration. In that it name. is. That is a strong name. Mm-hmm. It is very strong. I mean, Do not change it. No. no. That is a You're great the one name. Keep it. Solid. Yeah. Keeper. Thank you very much, Garrison. Uh, we Garrison also, long time uh, listener to us. First time donator? He was. Everyone's a first time <laughs> donator. Um. I think he was also among the first to join the Dungeon Master group. So he's uh, Sweet. he's one of the uh, one of the people who goes way back in terms of their uh, their support. 
which so is great. He can feel more morally superior to everybody else. Mm-hmm. He that. should. Mm-hmm. He yep. does. He probably does as well. He should. It's yes. much deserved. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Especially with that name, Garrison Garcia. It's a fantastic name. Sean Tadson. Sean, thank you so much. Uh, Sean donated even after we met our goal. Oh, as did Garrison. So, wow. you know, guys, thanks. He is one of several individuals who just thinks that a runner should just keep running after they cross the finish line. (laughs) (laughs) Above and beyond. Yeah. Regardless of whether you've lost control of your bowels at that point or not. Just keep going. Just forced gump it. Just don't stop. Mm -hmm. Just keep... Cool. Until you do. (laughs) (laughs) Never stop. Good advice. Don't stop until you do. (laughs) So thank you, Sean, and everybody else that we mentioned. Uh, We... Love you all very much. And we're going to. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys. Really appreciate it. Okay. Shut up now. Last time. (laughs) Last time in this game that we played, you had set out into the black bog and were going through some difficult marshlands. You had been accosted by some zombies and a. While you were fighting off the zombies, a wraith crept up behind you killed one of the drivers whose name was Carson and a specter popped up, attacked Faye, almost reduced her hit points and the specter popped up because the wraith can raise a specter from a creature that it has killed. But Spruce sprang into the rescue, jumping from one wagon to another and vanquishing the wraith, saving Faye who was in rough shape? Yes. Okay. And then you carried on after uh, defeating the zombies who were not tough customers, but they were ambitious. They were, you know, they were excited. And so now you are back on the quote unquote road of which there is none because this is a marsh. And I guess, I guess this would be an opportunity for a short rest if anyone else is banged up or if it's just Faye. I am slightly banged up. Oh, never mind. What does, uh, what do you need, Faye, in terms of stuff? She has to get some better. healing potions that belong to me that I should get from her now. Okay. And oh, I bought them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that belong to me. Jesus, presumptuous. Classic Faye. <laughs> well, you have them. They must belong to me. I need them. You have them. Mine. <laughs> oh, boy. Um,. I'm pretty sure you said you were picking them up for me, though. I did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, the short rest is where you can roll your hit die and not take a potion. Yes. I'm just saying, I, we realized that I didn't have any, and I should have had them on me. So while I'm thinking um, about it, she should probably put some to my person right. so that I, I have them for next oh, time. I'll pass <laughs> over a potion to you. Yeah. You'll use your hit dice for now? Yes. Cool. But I just want to make sure I have them so if that happens again, then I have a just backup. Just put it in your person. Next time I'm oh, <laughs> in my person, up my butthole, because that no. is how we take health potions in this group. It's not where you okay. keep the potions. <laughs> <laughs> going this could be like that way. All you need to do is just flex as a bonus action. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but then you just have to pick out all the glass later. <laughs> oh. I feel like it'll take like, piercing damage. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> what a way to internal. go. Which would negate the potion. Listen, internal bleeding is fine. That's where the blood's supposed to be anyways. <laughs> that logic is airtight, yeah. Anyone else? Any comments? Rest in peace, Carson. Oh yeah, you, Carson. You did. Uh, you did secure his body, wrapped it up in a tarp or something like that. Tried to toss it overside, and I got in trouble for that one. 
It's now on the like the roof, roof right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so I don't know how much of this I conveyed to you, but the before I'd said that the Black Bog was a place where these uh, sort of uh, treasure hunters had wanted to go into, but it's been too dangerous for for them to go, and like Tall Hill doesn't have a steady influx of adventurers. So no one's really been able to to mount a significant effort to go into the black bog, black bog, <laughs> to secure and search for some magic artifacts that have been left behind after the war. So uh, the rest of the uh, crew, hang on, I just gotta find their names. So the other uh, the other driver is Alexander. The two historians are Lane and Jax. Uh, they confide to you that your goal is the ruins of a monastery that is somewhere in this swamp. There is a vault inside the monastery. The vault was placed there during the war, uh, and the monastery was used as sort of an equipment depot, but the, the magic items whatever they are, were never recovered before the area was overrun by the enemy. Uh, only by way of research of old journals revealed the fact that there was possibly some stuff still secured in this vault. They expect the, uh, the valuables to still be inside large crates within the vault. That is what you know. Uh, does anyone have any questions? Do you want to talk to the drivers or the historians or anything like that, or are we just carrying on with this journey? Uh, I mean, if they're saying it's a vault, was there anything in their journals that um, indicated like how we'd get into the vault? They said that there was a, a vault door. So we, we're thinking it's gonna be pretty simple to find, whether or not it's trapped or warded in any way, they did not say. I just hope we don't have to solve a riddle to get in. We'll never get in. <laughs> we are really good at riddles. <laughs> Spruce is going to ask just if they know anything about uh, who ran the monastery before. The journals that they read were sort of personal journals that were recovered elsewhere in the bog once the monks fled. They were monks of like a, like a nature god um, living fairly peacefully. So they weren't really... You know, like a monastery that, let's say, trained you or anything mm -hmm. like that. They didn't really have much fighting power. So when the war approached, it kind of got co-opted by the military, used as a way station, and then eventually overrun. And no one came back for this stuff. How far are we from our destination? Thinking it's going to be about, like, it's not that far in terms of distance but it's going to be about three hours until you get there because of just how muddy like once you get onto firm ground even the firm ground is still pretty muddy so you're just trying to find your way through these trees through these marshes staying on as firm ground as you can which is proving to be a challenge so it's very very slow going so i guess spruce will drive the second cart now since the driver's gone. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, can everybody give me a perception check? 
Nat 20. Woo. First roll with the new setup. Yeah. Strong start. I got a 25. <laughs> 18. 17. Okay, 17, 18, 25, and 28. Mm-hmm. Ooh, boy. Um, Spruce and Gilladob both see around hour two some, like, very slight movement among the trees. At first, you think that you maybe just, like, that you, like, you blink and it's gone. But as... As that second hour goes into the third, you do start to see like some kind of humanoid shapes that are just sort of there and then they're gone. Like um, among the trees and then all of a sudden you just lose sight of them. I guess Gilly would climb up on top of the cart and ready his bow. Yes, Bruce is going to at least just convey this information to everyone else. Maybe to keep keep their eyes peeled, see if they can see. And maybe just check... um, if anyone knows or has any information, maybe ask the historians um, if they know any creatures that might live in here that might be able to do that. Actually, like, phase in and out of material <laughs> or something. Jax, the historian, says that he had read in one of the journals that the monks had sort of a... I don't want to say a relationship, but they had written about these these creatures that were they use the phrase of the trees Mm. and they were very protective of certain areas but the they seem to tolerate the monks Mm. but that they could be very hostile uh, under certain circumstances so he doesn't know if the monks having left and the monastery kind of going to ruin if they would have moved into this area now they're called blights. Well, I'll probably ready my bow as well. I think Spruce is going to try and just just tell everyone to not instigate anything. Kind of try and keep, you know, don't attack unless you get attacked because these things aren't necessarily confrontational, but they are protective. So no one has to listen to me, but that's what Spruce <laughs> is going to say. <laughs> So do we continue to see these figures, like, briefly as we travel? So you you just catch kind of like a glimpse just at the, like, around the two-hour mark. And then, like, a half hour later, you see one again. And then, like, another 20 minutes later, you see maybe one or two. So it's, like, very fleeting. And they're called Blights? Yes, that's right. Blights. Very friendly name. I feel like if I just say it three times, we're golden. <laughs> blights, blights, blights. <laughs> I hear you can be friendly. <laughs> Only helps if they understand the language that you speak. Well, I can speak all languages, I'm sure. Music is the language of all people. <laughs> so some more time passes. What? <laughs> I was expecting the line. Oh, okay. He's like, yep. <laughs> In my head, I was thinking music is a universal language. <laughs> Spot on. Okay, so you you arrive at the ruins, and quick assessment of the area shows that what remains of the monastery sits in a small pond. The water is shallow and fetid. 
even in the failing light, and it's getting kind of towards later evening now, you can see that the water is thick with algae and other vegetation, and the air is just buzzing with different types of flying insects that want to land on you and bite you. The water surrounds the monastery 30 feet in all directions and can and counts as difficult terrain just as game talk. And you quickly determine that it would be very difficult to get the weapons, or I shouldn't say weapons, the crates. Um, sorry, I misread what, my, what I typed. It would be very difficult to get the wagons through the water and even more difficult to get them out once they're weighed down with crates. There are tree-covered hills on the east and west sides of this pond, about 60 feet from where you've stopped the wagons. Your immediate area, like where you've stopped, is a bit more open. The ground is pretty firm. And there's fewer trees, but the trees that are around you are gnarled with very low-hanging branches and trunks that are almost two meters in diameter. So these big, beefy trees. Okay, so the driver of the first cart, Alexander... Tightens up on the reins, and he looks at the historians and says that uh, that uh, he thinks that we're here. The historians check their maps, and they agree that this is the place. So shall we set up like a temporary camp around the carts on this hard-packed area? Seems like a good a place as any. Yeah. Is it evening? He said it was getting dark, right? Mm-hmm. I did say that, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming we're not going to want to travel back if it's going to be like pitch black by the time we leave. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to get the cart stuck in any of the swampy areas around here. So then what's our plan? Just kind of go in on foot? I'm thinking think, so. Bring yeah. stuff out. How? Do, I guess they don't really have any idea how big these crates are that we might find. Gilly will drown. No, the water's not. How deep is the water? I said it was visibly shallow. Yeah. So you can see, uh, like, just the the surface of the water, you can see algae and other, like, I don't know if it's seaweed, if it's in a pond, but, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, like, right underneath the surface of the water, essentially. So you're thinking probably up to shin depth on a normal person, mm-hmm. like knee high on a normal person. Neck high on Gilly? Not neck. <laughs> Waist high. <laughs> If you really want Gilly, I can put you in my baby Bjorn. No, nope, no, nope. that's fine. <laughs> uh, Brita suggests that you just go in on foot and drag him out, drag the crates yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And do you, Vanna, still have a drift globe, or did you trade that away? I believe I traded that away. Yeah, I do not have that. Okay. If anyone can produce light via magic, then that could be a decent enough way to actually just get the stuff and go. Mm, true. That's what she suggests. I can produce light via magic. Yeah, that's going to be helpful getting in anyway, because if it's starting, if it's like around dusk right now, this place isn't going to have light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Unless we have torches that we can hang. I'm sure in all of our packs, we probably have some torches that we can kind of hang in some corridors around them way but then for the when we're actually outside well I'll probably just touch singing sword hmm. as light and then 
it'll always be on me. Sure. Plus, and his glowing personality can be matched by his exterior. Mm. You gotta tell that to him. He's vain. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll set up camp here then mm-hmm. with the carts. Are we going in in the nighttime? Yeah, we can get them set up, though. I, I mean, the driver doesn't need to come in with us. The historians are probably going to, I assume. I asked the group, like, um, <clears throat> if this was a temple of a a nature god, do you think there's problems if we disturb, like, the environment around here? Like, should we be worried about chopping wood and such? Yeah, what's the deadfall situation like? <laughs> <laughs> the deadfall situation? So you don't have to cut down trees. Oh, oh. Well, it's very, like, everything on the ground seems perpetually wet. Oh, yes, that's a good Mm. point. In terms of, like, disturbing the environment, they're like, well, this this place doesn't want us here anyway, so, I mean, we're kind of of already past that point. (laughs) So maybe... It's like thinking about trying to get this stuff out of here like we could possibly have someone start making some like sleds like chop some wood and just make a little pallet that we could like pull along the forest floor Hmm. or even like a few logs across this stretch of water to help us get across okay so who wants to tackle that i'm gonna need a nature check i guess if you're trying to engineer some kind of footpath or something I can do that being the forest dwelling one. Yeah, do you have a decent nature ability? Uh, I have plus three. Okay, I'm going to ask you for help. Okay, sure. Happy to help. Oops, eight. Can I help with her (laughs) naturing? Sure, sure. Help action. Help me nature. Yeah, so you can roll again. Okay. 19. Thanks for the help. Yeah. Okay. Can you roll a like a D four? One. Okay, so it takes you about an hour to to do this. What's everybody else doing during that time? Oh, Giladob's helping. Mm-hmm. Um, talking to Max to prep him to be the light. I guess. <laughs> I guess Bruce would be talking with the historian um, or the historians to see if maybe there's any other information I can glean about this monastery or the monks who we're involved with it maybe do like a history check myself see if there's anything i might know about them i think the, the like as gilladob and vanna are sort of making it like a clear path the historians are kind of moving around the perimeter of this little pond and eventually want to go inside so if you want to like go inside with them uh, you could make like a history check based on what you what you see. History or perception, whichever you want. Let me go with perception for 18. The monastery here, you, you find some very faded carvings. Like everything's kind of got this coating of moss on it. Uh, but you find some very faded carvings after kind of like scraping off like a stone surface near what you thought maybe was an altar to a, a certain nature god of like wild nature and and druids so it looked like they may have had some kind of area where they had an artifact that they sort of kept as as part of their observances 
I don't know how if if your monastery was kind of strictly like philosophical or if they like did they were there any religious components to it like nature gods or anything like that because as a wood elf uh that's a great question (laughs) and a great part of my backstory that i never thought of (laughs) um i'm gonna say well most monasteries like most would have some sort of something that they pray to right okay well we can come back to that yeah so outside um so spruce i think probably lilith would have gone with you okay just as backup and spruce lilith two historians inside the ruins of the monastery like the the root like the walls are crumbled you essentially don't even walk through a doorway it's just kind of like there's still some walls that are partially standing and some some tunnels that are still more or less cleared but there's like these thick heavy vines hanging down from from everywhere but the the way into the monastery is just kind of like this open like pile of of mortar and 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 bricks mm-hmm. and stone Giladab and Vanna still working away so that leaves Brita, the driver, and Faye. Correct? Was my math right? Okay. Um, Faye, can you give me a perception check? Six. Brita asks you if you felt the ground rumbling. Did you feel that? I'm going to guess no, because I rolled a six. You didn't. Correct. You were correct. You did not feel it. But I'm a little more alert now because she felt it. So are you sure you felt something or is it just you worrying about it because you killed a bunch of people as a dragon? <laughs> Way to bring it up. <laughs> I mean, uh... So much tact. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't see the issue behind it, really. That's the problem. Oh, no, I know. Yeah. <laughs> she said, no, I thought I legitimately felt something, but... Now I'm just thinking about all that stuff that I did. <laughs> I just pat her on the head. It's okay. My two-sentence speech has gone to waste now. You kind of feel like she lets it go because you did save her life. <laughs> and Gildob's passive perception is 18? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think Gildob would have would have picked up on that. I don't know about Vanna, but Gildob for sure would have maybe... It's like, hey, those ripples in the water... We're not caused by us. Ooh. Like Jurassic Park. Exactly like Jurassic Park. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Yeah, if Gildob said, he just, are tremors common in this forest? I just say aloud to anyone <laughs> close to earshot. Would I have any knowledge of this being outdoorsy? Would I know, like, I mean, I know this isn't where I'm from, but would I have any idea what's causing it? So you want to see if there's an Entmoot going on right now. Is that it? Sure. <laughs> uh, roll a nature check. Also, does Brita say anything after after uh, Gilly pipes up about it? Oh, yeah, good question. Sorry, what was your nature check? 21. Ooh, okay. She goes, she's like, thank you. <laughs> okay, I knew I wasn't just crazy. <laughs> Not just crazy. Not just crazy. <laughs> Got a little something extra in there, too. <laughs> Um, so Vanna would know that, no, that's not normal. It may have sounded like maybe you got like a hint of 
of like a what may have sounded like a tree falling over but that mm. force of impact would was far greater than like a tree just falling over from rot or whatever did you mention tree people or trees that could move or walk when we were about to come into here oh yeah i think i did yeah, yeah. i kind of remember that Giladob calls out loudly towards the temple. Uh, we might have company. Better get back close to the carts. Okay, Spruce, you hear this? Yeah, I hoof it back. Okay. In terms of, so you guys are kind of, uh, sorry, Giladob and Vanna, you're still out in like knee deep in water. Giladob's more like waist, <laughs> upper waist deep. Or maybe just riding on Vanna's shoulders, I don't know. Help, <laughs> helping like drag some some debris in order to create like a better walking path. Well, I would say I'd probably move out of the water if I think something's coming and I need to be ready. I'm not going to be standing in water. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's what I was kind of getting at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is the is the monastery actually f- like flooded with water? It's it's slightly higher than the water level, but I mean it's it's not flooded, but there's like standing puddles of water kind of like all over the place but so like if i'm standing at the entrance of the monastery i'm not like in water like shin height water kind of thing like like the water around it yeah no you kind of be like standing on some stone okay yeah uh before you leave the monastery the historians did kind of look through they were following this crude map that they had drawn and you saw where the vault was Mm -hmm. it's like just covered in and vines, like overgrown, but you know where it is. Okay. It's not tough to get to. Okay. Can I get a perception check from everyone one more time, please? Spruce got a 10. Billy got a 20. Mm. I got a 10 also. 15. Lilith got a 17. Brita got a 2. Well, 2 plus whatever, but still. Uh, So as Spruce and Lilith are hoofing it out of the monastery walking well spruce is a fast walker but uh you see to your right which is the west western hill you see movement it's those humanoid things again and then another crash coming from the opposite side from the east over the hill to the east so is this movement like they're coming toward us or they're just kind of Amongst the trees. Uh, yeah, you can see them kind of coming down the hill a little bit towards you. Why don't we just all go ahead and roll some initiative? Max, darling, Damn prepare it. to kill some trees. 20. 20! Okay. Spruce, what'd you get? Seven. Me too! <laughs> and we have the same dex bonuses, and we rolled the same. Oh, remember last time we had to... Decide yeah, via yeah, we, we rock, rock, paper, scissors. Paper, scissors. Okay, what do we do? One, two, three, draw, right? Okay. One, two, three, draw. All right. I'm going first. <laughs> well, first out of the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> I beat all of you. Rock, paper, so scissors. Second last. Second last. Is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Vanna, you're up first. So you can see... You can see a couple forms moving through the trees but it's, it's getting dark, so you're gonna, it's gonna be tougher for you to shoot at them. They're about mm-hmm. 60 feet away. And then, Faye, you're next. And no sign of the thing making loud noises? Nope, nope. 
but it's uh, you can hear it, hear it over the hill. Okay, well if there are ways away, I'll use my trust trusty longbow. Ten. Ten. No, you think you see, you think you've got it lined up, and then it's just gone. And your okay. arrow goes wide. Okay, I'll try it again. Uh, twenty-four. Twenty-four. Yeah, you managed to get one of these things. You said humanoid, also, right? Um, it's humanoid shaped, but it's not humanoid. Sixteen. Okay. Uh, you think you think it went down? Can't quite tell because they're very tough to spot. Oh, but like that. Took it. What do you mean went down? Like fell over. Oh, okay. Faye, what you got? Can I roll a nature check on these guys? Um, I mean, you you know that they're blights, but what are you trying to like, determine um, based on what you've seen? What I know about blights, like what affects them, what... I just remember when I played before, when you do a nature, you can find out sometimes like weaknesses or recall information about... Okay, sure. Give me either nature or history. What would you prefer? Whatever you think is more pertinent to Faye. Well, she's probably read a lot, I'm going to guess. All right. As long as it had nothing to do with the war. Yep. <laughs> I rolled a natural one. Okay. It does you, not matter. You actively forget something that you used to know. <laughs> what, what else? Okay. I was hoping they'd give me something that, like, to know if they could be charmed or not charmed or anything, but that's okay. I am not close enough to stabby stab any of these things, correct? No, you're about 60 feet away. Right, for fun, for funsies, um, I'm going to do a major illusion of like a wall of fire that sprouts up, sort of in between them and us, and see if that impacts them at all. <laughs> fire is scary for trees, right? Fire is scary, yeah. period, <laughs> for, for living things. I mean, if they so. test it, they'll know that it's not, but... But it actually gives off, like, heat and stuff, too, right? Like, it can't hurt them, but doesn't it actually give off... Let me... Like, doesn't your major illusion actually produce physical effects? Just not enough to actually hurt? I think it can do sound. It seems completely real, including sounds, smells, and temperature appropriate to the thing depicted. Ooh, yeah. yeah. You cannot create sufficient heat or that are cold that could cause damage, but it would give off heat. Yeah. Okay. So as they're coming near it, it's going to look, yeah, smell, and sound like fire. Mm -hmm. And feel, Smoke and the crackle. feel like fire, yeah. Cool. So that's what you do? Wall of fire? Yes, yeah, so a wall of fire. And I'm also going to shout some encouraging words to whoever is next, which I believe is Gilly, for bardic inspiration. Gilladob is the next human player in the initiative order. Yes. Unless you want to give it to me, your DM, who also counts as a player. No. Human player. No. Fine. <laughs> Your loss. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> will it get me in good books with God? <laughs> Which one? Care. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Could. We don't know that it won't. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Brita is going to shoot and misses twice. These th these things are slippery. But apparently easy to kill when you get them. Spruce, Lilith, the historians are still running through the water. You're essentially halfway between 
like halfway between the monastery and the wagons at this point. Uh, sorry, can I just ask Candace one thing? How, like, how far in front of these creatures did you make this wall of fire? Um, you said there were sixty away from us. Away from the wagons, yeah, that's right. The wagons. I'm gonna do thirty. So okay. it's like halfway point between. Okay. They keep kind of barreling down the hill towards this, generally more in the direction of of the people in the water, without really much concern at all that they that, of this fire that's there. Okay. So I, I guess I didn't really make this clear. I had kind of wanted to stop at the entrance of the monastery, Ooh. like when we ran, like come out to the entrance and kind of stop so that we can see, but not are not running through the water. That's why I was asking about like ah okay all right. I'll, I'll redact what I said then. So then on the shore, it's just you three, Brita, and the driver? Mm-hmm. I think so. You see them as they as they maneuver through the trees, that they have these sort of append- arm-like appendages that kind of move quickly. Faye, I'm assuming your armor class is higher than 10? Yes. Okay, so there are these like sharp wood-like splinters that just go hurtling past your head. And then there are two more that go after Rita. And one of them hits, sticking out of her shoulder, just like this three-inch splinter sticking out of her her arm. Oh, damn. It does eight piercing damage. When you... Okay, sorry, to clarify... They're moving closer. Are we talking, you said, both directions? They're only coming from the left. These ones are only coming from uh, the left. But there are other ones on the other side? No. No. Okay. The other side, the east side, is yeah. where you've been hearing this crashing sound. That is getting a little bit louder. Oh, I just assumed, okay, all right. I assumed they were the things making the noise. All right. Gilladab and then Spruce. All right, gotta shoot some bows. <laughs> Just picture Gilly knocking a bow on his bow to shoot the bow. <laughs> Shooting a bow with a bow. At a bow. 22 to hit. 22, yes. It's nine damage. Nine. Ooh. You can't tell how hurt this thing is, but you get the sense that it's a pretty solid hit. Hmm. Then I will use my movement to try and climb up on one of the carts so I have a good vantage point. Okay. No problem. Carts are easy to climb. Spruce? So after seeing Brita take this thing in the shoulder, uh, first I'm just gonna make sure I kind of put my arm out and just make sure that the historians are back in the like in in the doorway so that they're not really visible uh, and I'm kind of just position myself to be standing out front um, just to protect them um, and I guess I'm gonna can I s- discern like is there a specific number of these things or does it seem like because they kind of shift in and out of view or whatever is it hard to actually see if there's a specific number like does it seem more like a percept uh, 24. 24. You can see that there are, you're pretty confident that there are at least four of them. Okay. So, um, I guess I'll just 
take out my longbow and try and shoot at the one that uh, that shot Brita. That's going to be 14. 14. No, it goes into like a tree trunk right next to the thing. Try it again. Uh, 20. 20 is good. So that will be 6, and I will use Kensei's shot to make it 9. 9 piercing. Still up. We can see like these wood splinters go flying off of it as your second arrow hits. Mm. Uh, Lilith will also shoot. And she misses her first shot. And she hits on the second one. And she takes down the one that you just damaged. Nice. And she turns to you and asks, like, should we open the door and get get things moving? Open the vault? She calls out across the water. Should we open the vault? <laughs> get this moving? Like, to try and get stuff out while we're fighting things? Or possibly before this big thing shows up. Mm. Okay, if she says that, I will, I'll tell her and the historians to go do that. Okay. She hasn't done any of her movement yet, I guess. So, yeah. So they disappear behind you. They run back into the monastery. From the eastern ridge... Through the dim light, you can see this large, shadowy, hulking form just kind of emerge on top of the, the, the hilltop. It's about 40 feet away. It looks just like this mobile mass of trees and vegetation and fungus that's just animated and it's just like lurching towards the wagons. It's about 40 feet away. It's slow, it's like much slower than, I shouldn't say much slower, uh, but it's it's slower than your, just your walking speed. And it's going, it like, it's two front trunks, we call, we'll call them arms for the sake of convenience, slam into the ground and you see these viney tendrils extending and they go towards Vena. Can you make a dexterity saving throw as they come towards your ankles? Fifteen. Okay, you you barely jump out of the way as these things like close around your your feet. You just jump out of the way in time because they once they close up where you were just standing, they whip back towards this thing. Oh damn! Whoa! It's gonna end its turn about twenty feet away. From me? Or... Yeah. No. Yeah. Unless you want to move, you can move. It's your turn. Well, yeah, I think I'm going to back it up a little bit. <laughs> okay, I think I'm going to try spike growth. Ooh, that's one you haven't busted in a while. You spike growth? I'll show you spike growth. <laughs> They're going to try and get you with vines and you just fight back. I'll show you what I got. Yep. <laughs> okay, so can you read again to me like what the diameter on that bad boy is? Do you want me to read the whole thing or just the diameter? Just the diameter. 20 foot radius. 20 foot radius, so 40 foot diameter. Mm -hmm. So you're effectively, are you wanting to like make it 40 feet, like so that it starts in front of it and ends in front of you? That it has to essentially- Yeah, go through as much of it as possible, yeah. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Do you need me to read the damage part of that? Why not, yeah, is it 2d4 for every five feet? Yeah. Oh, gross. Faye, you're up. 
So now there's a large spike growth between me and Tree Man. Yeah, I'm assuming you're sort of close to uh, Vanna. I was in the car. I was still in the carriage. Okay. Because I didn't leave it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fake classic. Yep. <laughs> Hide. Because it was just it was Brita and I in the carriage, correct? And the wood things flew at us and it hit Brita in the shoulder. I think she's. I think she was out of the cart. Okay. I don't want to touch the ground because I saw that those giant tendril things like traveled through the ground where she was, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm safer not on the ground, but I also can't run after him. And my wall of fire did nothing. I am going to do blade ward just to help in case one of those piercing things comes at me again. Okay. And I am going to use my bardic inspiration again. And this time I'll give it to whoever actually is next, who I believe is you, is Brita. It is Brita, yeah. All right, then. She can have some bardic inspiration. You got this, girl. Cool. Well, she will... She sees that her cousin just uh, laid down a spike growth, so she's going to try to get rid of uh, a couple of these blights. She puts down two blights. Nice. And the blight... Uh, so you spruce shot at it. It will fling some needles at you. And there's a 21 hit. Yep. You take eight points of piercing damage. Giladab and then spruce. Do I have a sense of how many um, blights are left? You can only see that there is like one one moving now. Hmm. From my curb, if I was to take a large movement towards the entrance to the temple, would I think that I would still have a view of the blight from the temple entrance? Yes. Yes, you would. Okay. Then I'll take my full movement and I'll use a cunning action for dash to try to um, make the distance towards the entrance. Okay. So that would be 50 feet in total. Okay, so you'd be almost you'd be essentially five feet away from the entrance. Okay. And can I see inside the temple now? Like how in terms of how's the progress going for the historians and the vault? Oh, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to, to see that that far end, kind of like around a corner. But you could yell. <laughs> how's it going? I think I'll take my action to move again into the building towards the vault. Oh, okay. Cool. All right. So you can kind of see that uh, Lilith is kind of just using her her short sword to cut away the, the vines, and the historians are are kind of just helping her clear it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Spruce, I guess I'll shoot at that. There's still one blight standing, right? Blight. Yes, there is. Okay. I'll shoot at that. Ten. Negative. Shoot again. Also ten. Hmm. I do nothing else. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Lilith is going to take a look at this door. Oh, man. Even effing picks the lock. Ooh. Ooh. Nice. But gets poisoned by a needle trap. Okay, so Gilly, as you're rounding the corner, you see Lilith. She's like, I got it. I got it. And then you hear like the telltale sound of a spring just going... And she takes uh, 14 points of poison damage. Uh. And she just kind of like stumbles back. And she's like, 
Rookie mistake, son of a bee. And she is poisoned. Hmm. Back up to the top. What does this uh, shambling mound want to do? Kind of wants to wade into the uh, the spikes, oddly enough. Okay, Not before go. sending out some tendrils after... You're on... Gilly's on top of a wagon, so he's kind of out of reach. No, I ran my last thing. Oh, right, yes. Now. Sorry. Yeah, you did. Forget what I just said. I bravely ran away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Faye is still inspiring from the safety of inside of a wagon. I'm at the front on top. Okay. Looking out at everything. Okay. I so, was going to move and do knock, but someone already unlocked it, so. So it extends its tendrils after Brita. Brita is going to make a dexterity saving throw, and she rolls a 19. Ooh, nice. Ooh. Very good. Can you imagine this thing dragging her through your spikes? Oh, oh yeah. That that she already took like. Oh shit, I didn't think piercing about Piercing damage actually. in the shoulder, too? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, it takes 2d4 for every 5 feet, so it's moving uh, 20 feet, so it's 8d4? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do some math, guys. And 24. That's why that spell is awesome! Mm-hmm. Okay. You also see four more forms on the west hill. Like the tree thing? No, the little oh. blights. Okay. And Vanna, your turn, and then Faye. Okay, I think I'm going to also bravely run away, so I'm like a little off the ground and have some sort of cover. Where, where are you going to go? How busy is the wagon? I, I believe, I thought there were more people, but apparently it's only I. Okay. And the driver. And the driver, and Alexander. Yep. Can I get like in the back and but still have like a good view of the sure. thingamabop? What yeah. Okay. Shambling mound. Ew. <laughs> so I think I'm going to try this because why not? I'm going to use hi- hunter sense. I learn whether the creature has any damage, immunities, resistances, or vulnerabilities. Okay. All right. Um, cool. That's an action? Oh, neat. You've never used that before. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super helpful. <laughs> Over a year. You've never used. I don't know that I've had it from the get. I don't think okay. so. <laughs> so damage, immunities, and resistances, and anything else? Uh, vul- vulnerabilities. Okay. Uh, it's resistant to cold and fire, and it's mm-hmm. immune to lightning. It has no vulnerabilities. Well, that's not helpful. <laughs> okay. Faye. I think I'm going to make my way towards the temple because I'm not really helping anyone here and I now know that Lilith got taken out for the count. And then Do nobody... you know that? I guess I wouldn't know that. You may have heard her. I heard her like, ow! Son of a bee! Yeah, rookie mistake. <laughs> Is everybody in the church now? Well, I can't do a lot battle No, no, that's okay. I'm so just I'm imagining just... that part from Jurassic Park where the lawyer runs out of the car. Yeah. You're the lawyer right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, when you gotta go, you I'm gotta go. trying to be helpful. <laughs> and I feel like if I know someone's down, that I could at least go and take someone's place to help move stuff or... Okie doke. In some way. I just like the idea that well, Vanna I... runs up and just... 
climbs in the cart right next to you, and you just take off. <laughs> Someone's taking the cart position. I'll keep going. You got Alexander? You got Alexander. I think you've got yeah. this under control. <laughs> as I do it, I'm going to yell some really awesome words that encourage uh, Vanna to continue her fight and to protect our driver. Um, Bree's going to shoot at this thing. Oh, it hits twice. She has 20 points of damage to the Shambling Mound. And she is, um, I guess, going to hop up on the side of the wagon carriage. The one I'm in. Yeah. So that she's not just on the ground. So, Faye, so you're doing a full-on dash mm-hmm. action. So you make it, okay, so you make it across the pond and to the entrance of the monastery on your turn. So one of these blights is going to throw a needle at Spruce. And misses. I'm assuming your AC is not 10. Is not. Okay. Two of them take notice of Faye as she runs across the water. Ooh, and that's two hits, one of which is a crit. Cool. So you're going to take... Eight points of piercing, and then... I have the blade board. <gasps> Ooh. Mm-hmm. So it's a total... Nice. It would be a total of 24 points. So what is it, halved? So oh. Until the end of this turn, right? Next turn. Wait, did it end because I had my turn? It just lasts till the end of your turn? It says until the end of your next turn. Oh, yeah. So your next turn ended. Yeah. So you're taking 24 points of piercing Ooh. damage. <sighs> You see them coming, and you're like, don't worry, I got Blade War, and then just hit you right in the chest. Blade War, it's like, no, you don't. Bye. How many was that? 24. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So 30 minus 24 is what, guys? Six. Yeah, cool. Wow, you're not having a good time on this trip, are you? I love that I joined your group, guys, to do this entire adventure. And I'm really happy that we took this unnecessary trip for to get sweet stuff. Two of them are going to throw needles at the driver, Alexander. One of them misses and one of them hits. Alexander is alive but hurt. He may fulfill his destiny as an NPC. (laughs) You're supposed to be protecting Alexander, Vanna. Oh, golly. Is the one running here. away from the carts. <laughs> Once my someone else got there. I've been here for one second. <laughs> so he, he gets into the back of the wagon. He's like, I'm just going to take a quick breather. Fish this thing out. Oh, golly. Giladob and then Spruce. All right. So Giladob, seeing that the vault has been opened, takes out the portable hole and starts unfolding it onto the ground. Beside the vault. Ooh, smart. And I say something like, seems like this is going to be a rush job. How much dragon bone do we have in there? Yeah, I was just wondering that myself. I don't know, but if you just like break Ooh. it, like, um, you know, mash it up, who cares? Yeah, it's true. Well, it's just a big void of space. No, it, I well, think it's it has 10 a, by 10 feet, isn't it? Yeah, it's a capacity. It's not that big. But it's like six feet deep or something like that. 10 feet deep. Yeah, I just know that we'd said that we took all the, enough and much as much bone as we could oh, fit. Six feet in diameter, ten feet deep. But we've taken some out because we've left samples with Anna and a chew toy. And a chew toy. Uh, that the, was taking up a lot of space. The stuff I gave to Anna wasn't ever in the, unless we gave her more. Okay, 
Giladab, you see that there are four crates. Roll a d4, and that's how many that you, you can find space in the uh, in the portable hole. That's a good nice. idea. I like that. Two. Two, okay. So you spend your turn opening this up, and then you help the two historians who join in. They just heave-ho two of these crates into the portable hole, and then you can determine what you want to do in terms of how to haul the other ones back to the to the wagons. I'm on my way too, so. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> I can totally help you. Um, so what Guys, I actions that story. would have used up like my action to open the portable hole and just some of my movement to like help move the stuff around? Yeah, sorry, you can still drop a bonus action if you've got something that you want to do. Oh, I would just use it, I guess, like for extra movement just to okay. get this stuff done. Yeah. All right. Spruce. Just wasn't sure if it gave me enough to like fold up the portable hole, but that might be. Well, I mean, if it says, um, is it an action to undo it? It's an action to unfold and an action to close it. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's two other historians there, so I can say that they, you know, help me out. Help you out. Like you unfold, they fold it back up. Perfect. So there are now five blights. Yep. Okay. And you can see this hulking mass of roots and vines and and tree trunks getting worryingly close to this uh, wagon. I feel like I can't do a lot to that thing, especially since it's surrounded by thorns right now. I can't really get up to it, and I'm not going to do a lot of damage to it with a bow. So I'm just going to keep shooting the, the other things. Let's just start with whichever one's closest. Do it. 23 to hit. Yep. 12 piercing. That puts one down. All right. And I'll shoot another one. 22 to hit. Yeah. 10 piercing. That puts another one down. Nice. You've got like the knack of like picking these things out from the trees. Lilith is going to try to shake off this poison, but she fails. She, she's kind of like holding her stomach you can kind of see that she's like in a lot of pain, but she asks, she asks Giladob like, oh, what you, you need help here? Should I go help Spruce? How hurt are you? Can you still fight? She's like, I can still, I can still shoot a bow. I can still shoot a bastard. I'd say go to the entrance of the temple and help, but try to stay out of harm's way. She nods. She runs off. She's still poisoned, so she's got disadvantage on her attack rolls. She's gonna miss the first one and miss the second one, unfortunately. So she was bluffing. <laughs> she, she, a more correct statement would have been, I can still shoot at a bastard. <laughs> uh, what is the Shambler gonna do? <laughs> um, oh god. Is everyone says- like off the ground now by the carts? Yeah. He sells 20 feet of spike to go through, right? He sure does. Is Where's Brita? Is she on? She climbed up on the side she, of the cart. Right. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. That she did. It's going to still go through, so can you roll? Or do you want me to roll the damage? You can roll it. Okay. 21. Katie, is Vanna just in the driver's seat of this carriage, or are you sort no, of like in the back? in the back, yeah. Shooting at Should the... I have been in the front? <laughs> yeah, no, I was in the back. 
So and then this this driver had jumped into the back with you, so he d didn't get shot, uh -huh. right? Okay, it's gonna decide who it wants to slam. Brita on the exterior is kind of the more compelling target. It goes after Brita. Katie, from from your spot in the wagon, you can just poking your head out, you see this this big vine encrusted branch just hit Brita off the side and then hits her again when she's on the ground and it like things start wrapping around her instantly uh -huh. and it is she is considered grappled so she took 26 points of bludgeoning Ooh. damage Shit. and she is grappled by this thing oh hang on oh and it uses engulf um, the shambling mound engulfs a medium or smaller creature grappled by it. The engulfed target is blinded, restrained, and unable to breathe and must succeed on a DC 14 constitution saving throw at the start of each of the mound's turns or take 13 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh my god. So she is now engulfed in this gigantic monster. And barely conscious. And it's my turn? Yes, it is. Okay. This throws a wrench in what I was going to do. Um... Can I tell, like, is it looking injured or after crawling through the thorns? Yeah, it's it got torn up a bit. It's still, it's not looking like like it's going to fall apart at, at, right yet, but it's looking like it's taken a few, a few good knocks. So how many, like, I don't know if tendrils is the right word, like just one thing is wrapped around her? It kind of like grabbed her and then like shoved it into its main form so she's kind of like in the middle oh. of this thing oh fuck I was gonna try and like chop at its limb thing but that's okay I mean you can make a like you can make an attack to try to free her from it yeah I would like to do or that or you could I'll say if you wanted to like make an attack or just like reach out and try to pull her out then it would be a uh an athletics check. Okay, I'll try. I'll try that. I guess. Okay, so make an athletics check. Twenty. Oh yeah, you get her right out of there. Nice. Pull her okay. free. Anything else that you're gonna do? That was your action, so you can't attack, unfortunately. Yeah, I'll just. Well, I'll take her with me, and like, I'm assuming I had to get her to the cart, so yeah, go back inside the cart. I think. Okay, so you'll sort of, I guess, move away because you don't want to move away too much because then you'll just take an attack of opportunity, right? Mm. Just saying climb back up on the side of the cart or, or what? Yeah, just get some, get off the ground, essentially. Yeah. Okie doke. All right. Faye. All right, so I'm in the temple now. We're at the temple yeah. door. Yep. Am I where, can I get to where they are? Yep. Um, and they're trying to move out the... Other two trunks is where you're at, right? Mm-hmm. Right, so I'm going to cast Unseen Servant. Wait, how heavy are these trunks? Giladab would relate that they're pretty heavy. Like, they're about 200 pounds. How strong we have to be to help carry one? Mm. Like a strength of... Well, I think, okay, if it was a 200-pound chest that had handles on either side, like, two regular people like Matt and I could do that pretty easily. Like, one person alone would not be able to no, do it. No, but, like, an Unseen Servant and myself could help carry one. Yeah, I guess. If it has regular, normal, average strength, mm -hmm. I would say, sure. Yeah. And there's still two historians in the room? Yeah. Okay. 
So I'm going to cast Unseen Servant to help carry and get these things out. Nice. And uh, again, do Bardic Inspiration maybe to Lilith, who is poisoned. Can I do that for a check? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. so. I'm going to say, you got this. Get yourself healed and poisoned. How many, how many times have you doled out? Th- uh, I think that makes four. That's four, but I have it... I have four. Oh, cool. Okay. There you go. <laughs> it's equal to my charisma modifier, right? All right, so you cast Unseen Servant, and you you won't be able to make it back out this turn. But uh, you're, like, holding one side, and the other side just lifts up, and the historians are like, oh, my God, she's so strong. Yeah. <laughs> so I see you, like, the action you're taking, so I'm like... Faye, you've got that trunk. Historians, do you have the other? They're like, yeah, we can do it. Okay. It's Breda's turn. Is that the first time you've used Unseen Servants since the the spiders? The horse spiders? Yeah, I used them for (laughs) horse spiders and to help carry the furniture back to our secret lair. Yeah. (laughs) Breda is going to cast Fog Cloud. And she says... To you and to Alexander, who just cut the splinter out of his arm. He's like, oh boy, looks like I'm out of the woods this time, so to speak, huh? Hey guys, what's wrong? She says, uh, she drops fog cloud and says, I think we should just make a run for it. Should not be this close. What do you think? Like move the whole cart? Or- just run for it. Draw it away from the carts or something. Okay. Anyway, she casts Fog Cloud so that you can actually, like, at least run away and this thing will be at a disadvantage. So she runs, and it's going to take an attack of opportunity against her, and it hits, and it knocks her unconscious. And the Fog Cloud immediately disappears. Oh, fuck oh, me. No. <laughs> hmm. I roll a 16 and a 17 on disadvantage. Jeez. Hmm. Two of the Blights are going to shoot at Lilith. Uh, both of them hit. God. And one shoots at Spruce. Uh, also hits the 20 would do it. Yep. Okay. I'll take another 8 points. Lilith takes 16. Uh, I'm going to use Deflect Missiles as a reaction. Ooh. Alright, so I'm actually only going to take 3. Gilly, that's your turn. Alright, so all the, the remaining 2 crates are handled. Getting ready to head out. I'm gonna start running. So I'll take my full movement and I'll use my cunning action to dash and try to um, get back towards the carts. So you can get almost all the way back to the wagons this mm-hmm. turn. And if I'm a little closer to like our little makeshift bridge as opposed to the wagons, I'll, I'll yell out to whoever's left on the wagons to try and turn them around so that they're ready to head out. And I will fire with my bow and yell profanities at the big shambling tree. (laughs) All right, it's engaged, so attack with advantage. 18 to hit? 18 does hit, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Woo, nice. 24 damage. Oof. Shit, yeah. Spruce, your turn. Actually, hang on a sec. Gilly, can you roll a, a performance check? I just want to see like how how profane you are. <laughs> nineteen. Oh fuck yes. And nineteen on your performance check. 
You are so profane. Okay. And this thing, this thing like gets struck by your sneak attack and you s say something like, I don't know, your mom was a houseplant. <laughs> your mother was a ficus. <laughs> and it just kind of like turns slowly toward, <laughs> to, to look at you. Spruce, your turn. I'm going to keep going after these blights. There's three left? Three. They're blights, not blithes. Oh. Like, blights. Were you saying blithes this Blight. whole time? That's what I said. Oh. Hey. I might have switched halfway through. Oh, okay. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, 19 to hit the first one. Yes, it does. 11 piercing. One goes down. And another one. 25 to hit. And 12 piercing. And another, which leaves one. <laughs> Lilith is going to shoot at the last one. Oh, she rolls a 16 and an 18. Nice. So that hits. The last one goes down. Let's see if she can... Oh. No, she's not going to shake off the poison yet. Even with inspiration, that wouldn't work. Last of the blights is gone. Alexander tries to jump into back into the driver's seat and is going to try to get these this wagon at least moving. Are you still standing? Is Vanis still standing on the side of the wagon? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. You staying on or jumping off? You need to get your cousin onto the wagon. Oh yeah, we'll she's on the ground still. Body up. And yep. Throw her on there. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably do that then. <laughs> So you're going to jump off, pick her up, and then throw her in the back of the wagon? Yeah. Okay. So can you give me an athletics check? 16. Okay. So you do like that. Javelin her in there? So much strength. <laughs> She's already unconscious. Like, yeah. A few extra bumps and bruises. Oh, brain damage. It just got a shot put her. <laughs> this this uh, thing is going to swipe at you, though, as you move around all just all willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. What's your armor class? 18. You have a shield out? I have that magical thing Oh, about. you didn't, you yeah. didn't say what the command word was. Oh. Because it's floating around now. Anyways, okay, so that's fine. That. Even with your normal 16, it doesn't hit. Okay. It just rolls a f like 15 with its bonus. So it just misses you. Faye, what you got? Lifting some stuff. Okay, so you're going to use your turn to just move across the water? Yeah, and try and get it to the cart. Cool. Brita's going to make a death saving throw. She passes. Yay! <laughs> I will move towards the other cart and try to prepare that to get moving. So I'll jump in the driver's seat, I suppose. So are you just kind of like driving away from the, the, the mound? I, I would be... Like, getting ready to make a quick escape, but I wouldn't be leaving because I'm waiting for the other two carts to be loaded on. Okay. So, like, I'd be definitely using a movement to get on there and get ready, but I don't think I'd be taking any action to, like, start up yet. So, if I have an action free... So, I think Giladab has, like, like, like a fair amount of movement just to get up there, so you still have your action mm -hmm. once you hop up in that driver's seat. Then I will use silent image to, I'll just like make an image of a person that's being really distracting 
just try to <laughs> make a distraction of like another fighter that comes out from behind a tree and uh, tries to engage with this um, shambling mass. Yeah, all right. Has an intelligence of five, so this is going to go very poorly for it. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. This is like wiggling a sword around. <laughs> it's like you know how fighters act. Yeah. <laughs> like when they want to get your attention, when they want to duel you, they just go around and flail their sword. Yes. He's half wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man and half warrior. <laughs> wacky waving warrior. Yeah, we've all seen it. Yeah. Uh, Spruce, your turn. So how far am I from this mass? Mm, it's right at the edge of the water, so like 30 feet. But my movement is halved. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I could make it 25 feet, which means I could hit it with my glaive because of my reach. Yes, that's right. Okay. But I'm not going... Am I going through spikes to get to it? No. Okay. Well, that was a natural one. That's 25. 25. Setting up for the backswing. Connects. So that's going to be... 15 slashing. I will use deft strike as well. 21 slashing, actually. And then I'm also... (laughs) I'm also going to use flurry of blows. Okay. So first unarmed attack is... uh, 24 to hit. Yes, it does. And we'll do... Eight damage. Second unarmed attack is also 24. And we'll do eight damage. This thing's looking super messed up. Like, real bad. So let's turn. She's going to try to shoot at this, which I guess is engaged... So it negates her disadvantage. And she misses on her second attack, but she hit with her first. And then she will uh, try to make her way across the water and also see if she can shake this poison, which she still doesn't. Mm. Oh, hang on. Bardic inspiration. That's a one. Still poisoned. (laughs) My words mean nothing. Shambler's going to turn and attack. Spruce. Called it a shambler. Shambling mound. I apologize. Oh, my wacky, waveling, arm-flailing, illusory warrior wasn't enough to distract him. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's going to just decide what to attack. Um, going to roll a dice here. Um, <laughs> I can't, I can't make noise. <laughs> Wait, I make a noise for it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> just like doing ventriloquism. Yeah. Minor <laughs> illusion. Just... <laughs> Yeah, I just make a noise for it. Can I do that? It's not my turn. <laughs> uh, so one, two, three is Spruce. Four, five, six is this invisible... Wacky, waving, this, arm-flailing, this illusory this warrior. <laughs> Sword-wielding mime. It's going after the uh, silent image. Yes. Uh, just like, like pounds the ground where it's standing and... What what does it do? Like the 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 arms just pass through it. I guess I think it would probably fade out once it interacted with it. Uh, okay. Fair enough, Vena. Where are you, and what are you doing? Well, I'm in the 
was like in the cart or on the side? So- I guess I was on the side. You threw your cousin in. Yeah. Did I get up though? I don't remember. I don't know. I will get in if I'm not already in the cart. And then what? And then I'm going to attack it with my longbow and hail of thorns. Hail of thorns might hit spruce. Don't do that. Oh. And the. S- <laughs> mm. I was going to say, and the silent image, but it's already gone. <laughs> and the silent oh, image. Damn it. Oh, silent image. Yeah, I forgot you're right there. He's the uh, rookie of the year, this guy. Okay, well, I'm going to. I'll just use my longbow then, and I'm going to use my sharpshooter feet. Okay, well, you have advantage because this thing is engaged with spruce. Beauty. Fuck me. Are you serious? Wow. That's not going to work then. Okay, I end up with three. That's your first attack, though, right? Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying that was advantage. I got a five and an eight. <sighs> five. What's your total? Wow. What do you mean? Like, with all your bonuses, like, what did you get? She has a minus five because she used. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Yeah. No. Fuck, that was bad. You know what? It's sh- <laughs> the feat. I think is a misnomer. Like it should be like a plus ten to hit with like a minus to the damage of your sharpshooting, right? But you're taking a penalty to to your to hit. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, you missed twice. Sure do. Good job. <laughs> Breed is going to make another death saving throw, and she fails one. Wait, did you just miss me? I didn't miss you, but we did skip over your turn. I'm sorry. Faye, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> that, so I'm in the cart now. Yeah, which one do you want to be in? The one closer or further away than the shambling thing? The further away. The one that Gilly's in. Right, okay. So I'm going to cast Major Illusion and recreate. The wacky inflatable, <laughs> wacky raving, arm flailing, illusory warrior. Yeah, but he's gonna be like better because it's Faye. It is bigger and it's bigger amazing. and making noises like this. <laughs> His older, bigger brother has returned to avenge him. <laughs> Wackier, waving, <laughs> more wavier, inflatableier, bigger arm flailing. <laughs> In theaters this summer. Oh my gosh. Neat. The historians are right behind you with the other crate. There are no more blights. Giladab, it's your turn. I will yell encouragements for everyone to load their crates onto the cart. And I will try to shoot this guy with an arrow. I rolled a 16 and it's plus 9. Yeah. Yeah. 24. Oof. Yeesh. With this final arrow, the strength, whatever magical strength that is holding this thing together finally gives out, and it collapses in this mound of earth and, and wood, and the place is eerily silent. Damn. The historians throw the second crate up onto the, the wagon. The other two are in safely in the portable hole. And... Like, five people at once are just like, let's get the hell out of here. Are we going to make our way back? Oh, yeah. Now, now that this, the place is, like, actually kind of secured, are you going to want to stay here or you want to, mm. like... Through the night? I don't trust that it's any permanently secured. Yeah, like, yeah we don't know anything else about we these We were blights. being trailed before we even showed up. Like, barely set down some sort of camp before... Was it just one day in? Or Yeah. 
This is only yeah. one day. Or the like longest half rest day? was a short rest. But it might not. I mean, can we push it back and get back by like afternoon? Is more what I'm saying. Like, did mm. we not leave until like mid morning and then got there by the nighttime? Well, that's what Brita had suggested, just to get it and go and not wait around. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't want to encounter another one of these things. Yeah, mm-hmm. should probably mm-hmm. yeah. I would just get out leave. where the getting's good. First of all, can I s- stabilize Brita? Yeah, make a sh- medicine check. Can we short rest though? Like short rest is like what twenty minutes, half hour. It's gonna be eighteen. Yeah. Okay. So she's stable. She's okay. unconscious. And we'll check on the poisoned. Um, mm. Who's poisoned again? Lilith. It only lasts for a minute. So okay. Yeah. I just check on her to make sure she's fine. Yeah, she's she's pretty beat up. So she's going to use some hit dice to regain her yeah, hit points. Yeah, tell her to take a rest in the back. Right, she I'm, does. I'm going to use some hit dice too. Yeah, do we want to call it with the, the short rest, or do you want to see what goodies are inside these? Can we just do that like while we're driving? Yeah. Like in the back of the... Okay. Sure. Yeah, we sure. might as well. Okay. Check them so out. We're going to need to write stuff down. Well, what we're I'm going to do... not necessarily keeping any. Is determine randomly the rarity of the items in the chest. So, could I get someone to roll a d20 four times or roll four d20s once? How about each of us? Yeah, Yeah. each of us roll a d20. Okay, Okay. fine. There's four of us. Ooh, natural 20. Nine. 18. Nine. A nat 20. That's a good time to get a nat 20. Yeah. So you got a nine. We'll just put that one crate aside for us. (laughs) 18. And a 20. You like open it and the, get the classic like glow and holy da, 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 da. and you just close it and you're like, oh, there's nothing good in here. <laughs> this like, one sucks. Yeah. Just put, put it back in the hole. Yep. Hi, I'm D&D enthusiast and dungeon master Ryan Howard. Do you love D&D and other tabletop RPGs? Do you want to hear stories from people who not only also love RPGs, but have created and impacted them throughout their storied careers? Do you like stories of triumph and tragedy from other players and dungeon masters? Do you like passable impressions of celebrities? If so, check out my weekly interview podcast, Rollin' Bones with Ryan Howard where I interview dungeon masters, players, content creators, and visionaries who love the game and all it stands for. Hear interviews with people like Larry Elmore, Shane Hensley, David Iwalt, Steve Kenson, and many more on Rollin' Bones with Ryan Howard. Listen on Anchor or wherever fine podcasts are heard.